Hi, this is TJP, otherwise known as the Cruiser Great, otherwise known as the Phil Slash, and you're listening to the Dark Match Podcast, and for the price of free, you can click a button and listen to my episode, and you can find it right here. You're now listening to the Dark Match Podcast. Let's go live into the studio for this week's episode. I had a Sunday fun day yesterday of Titanic proportion that I'm extremely disappointed in myself for. Like, I woke up this morning. I'm like, I can't remember the last time I felt like literal garbage like this since I went to a Browns game or something like that. I, um, You're looking at me with like this. Well, because I don't even know the last time I went out for a Sunday fun day. I know. If ever. Mine really, was, that's not a tailgate. Yes. Well, mine was completely sporadic. So... We went to a surprise birthday party um, around like one or clock or something like that. One or clock. One or <laughs> like two o'clock. I can't still even remember. Drunk. It was like one or two. No, I'm not still drunk. <laughs> I I feel like I just want to throw up. Like I'm drunk. Nice. But um, we went to like this surprise party around like one o'clock or so. Um, started drinking there a little bit, and then like just wasn't really feeling the atmosphere. So we decided, hey, we could just go home like our like like shannon's family was coming over for dinner that night which even in the back of my head i'm like we're all eating here like we're all here we're all eating why are we having dinner at our house it's just like literally it's just an excuse for people to come over yep so we decide like hey you know what let's go hit up this place it just reopened and it looked phenomenal mind you so we go down there and then everyone's buying us drinks there so we finally was it a certain Mexican restaurant? No, it was not. Oh, okay. No, I'll tell you off the air. Okay. But, so we we go there. Everyone's buying us drinks. They haven't seen us in a while. They're just we're we're loving the place. It looked fantastic. Um, a huge upgrade from what it looked like previously, and just loved every second of it. Decide then we're gonna head home. We head home. Everyone comes over. I made a phone call to someone in particular, just saying. Hey, just wanted to check in, and it was like a it was a client of mine, and just kind of went through everything, and then he literally goes, "So uh, my wife and I are uh, heading up to uh, West Park Station, which is a bar nearby. Oh, that um, we're gonna enjoy some wings and some, and some booze, and uh, we we'd love for you to join us." Immediately went up to to my wife, and I'm like, "Hey, like this is what's going on? These are the people that are gonna be there." She's like, "You need to find a sitter." So. I literally just went outside, looked at my mother-in-law. I'm like, hey, um, I got to go meet clients. Um, and they asked if Shannon could come too. So can you just stick around for a little bit? At which time, like, the entire family, like, starts walking into my house. And they're all, like, over it already. Like, they're all – they've already eaten. Shannon's slaving over a stove. Like, no one's hungry. <laughs> and she's making food for, like, 12 freaking people. Yeah. And no one's eating. And I'm just like, sweetheart, we're not going to eat at home. We're going to go. We're going to go out. Like we're going to go have some fun, enjoy ourselves, and you get to meet my my clients. So we meet up there. We get there around like 6:30. We don't get home until like 10:45, which everyone's like, wow, that's some fu- Sunday fun day for a dad with four kids that doesn't drink at all. 
that's a hell of a freaking day. Hell, it is. Oh, my God. I regret it immediately. So I uh, had a great time, but I'm extremely regretting it right now. So <laughs> how, how was your weekend? I didn't do much, honestly. I ended up getting stuck going into work for, uh, what, third, fourth straight Sunday? Oh, God. Well, when you're kind of busy. <laughs> Well, busy yeah. juggling like three, four different jobs. You gotta find, you gotta find time to squeeze it all in, dude. Yeah, you gotta, you, you gotta figure out a, a way to get everything done. Shit, when my when my boss is offering overtime, fuck man, I'm gonna take yeah, it. Yeah, I'm gonna take it too. I, I just got offered overtime as well. I'm like, well, I mean, beer money's beer money. Yeah, hell, there that's why I work a couple extra out, you know, a couple extra hours each night during the week. Come in on Sunday. My paychecks look a little bit nicer. Well, it, it's it's more fun too because you're kind of left alone to your own devices. Well, my boss is there. That's no fun but, then. Yeah, but you know what? It's I Sunday. Hate it's quiet. Colin, by the way, I like, know I can't get over it. But one thing that it did allow me to do is catch mm-hmm. up on some wrestling, which I I don't want to touch on everything. There is one point that I do want to talk about that I don't know if you've heard about. Maybe. So we're not touching on that horrid, 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 and I can say it again, horrid display of whatever that was on Friday afternoon. In the Middle East. Uh, uh, in the yeah. Middle East, yeah. We'll, we'll just say there was an event. There was a lot of fireworks. They reused the WrestleMania stuff. Done. Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> and, then, and then, hey, in a couple of weeks, you can rewatch half the matches at Stomping Ground. Yeah, exactly. Same thing. Yep. But... There was an incident that happened, and it seems like it's happening more and more often. And it's really like, and I can't really speak for it because I'm not a promoter. I'm not a wrestler. I don't have to deal with it. Now, I did have to deal with some heckling when I was in a match. That's fine. But it seems like fans nowadays, just recently, there was an incident that happened at Ring of Honor. Yeah, I heard about that. Well, did you hear about the one that happened at Impact this past week? No, no you didn't, didn't, did you? Same exact situation. Jesus a fan Christ. that's just sitting ringside. And no disrespect, okay? I understand people spend harder money on, on tickets. We can go back to our interview with William Huckabee. Yeah. Just because you pay money doesn't mean that you get to be a dick. No. It doesn't entitle you to say whatever comes to your mind no matter what. You are not entitled to jack shit. Just like life, you're not entitled to anything. Because you paid X amount of dollars, whether I don't even give a shit if you paid $5 or $500, it doesn't give you the right to be a fucking asshole. And I'm going to say it. Yes, it's adult content. You are fucking assholes. If you're going to yell sexual innuendos at female wrestlers, that racial slurs. Oh, and please, for the love of Christ, keep all bodily fluids inside of yourself. Yeah. Well, you missed the one that happened this past weekend. Yeah, um, spit. Why are people on, like? Why, why do people yeah, need to spit? spit afterwards? Like why? Because, well, because they're entitled. Bullshit. They think that they're you're, they, you're entitled to cheer. Paid. You're entitled to boo. You can say ninety eight percent of what you want. Ninety eight percent because of I exactly what we're talking yeah. about. Because, but that, that's the thing. I can cheer people. I can boo people. Do I need to have a reason why I'm booing someone? No. I just don't like you. Boo, I like the other guy. That's fine. But when you're literally yelling to the point where people are looking at you and saying, dude, you need to calm it the fuck down, like that's a problem. Yeah. You watch the video. I should never watch a video 
uh, of like a taped event where things get so heated that a fan and a wrestler are nose to nose screaming at each other. And they're literally just yelling all kinds. Of, and it resulted in, excuse me, I almost sneezed. <laughs> I'll just refer to her as Mrs. Impact because if I try to say her name, I'm probably going to sneeze and you're probably going to say Gazuntite. <laughs> I still do it anyway. <laughs> Miss, whatever. I and I'm feel another one coming on anyway. So anyway, she just has enough of it, and she smacks his beer out of his hand. What does he do in response? Spits on her back as she's walking away. Where do you get off thinking that you can just do that? Seriously. It, ridiculous. So to all fans that are, whether you attend shows regularly or you go to them every so often, one, you're not entitled to say whatever comes to your mind. Two, you are not entitled to be a dick just because you paid tickets. And three, if you don't like what you're seeing, walk out and ask for your money back. Plain and simple. You're not entertained, go tell them, I'm not entertained. Half the time, the promoters will either give you your money back or slap you in the face and ask if you're entertained now. Just shut the f- shut up, sit down, watch the show, get involved how you should, and don't be a dick. Words to live by. Hell, they, there are bumper stickers There's that say that. Bumper stickers that say, don't be a, a dick. dick. Yes. I would buy one for every single person that I would see at a show and just hand them to them. Just go to every Friday Blossom concert. You'll get them. Oh, my God. Is that true? Dude, every every time you go to Blossom, there's always, like, the people walking around, like, trying to sell you stickers and shit. I swear to God, one out of three stickers says, don't be a dick. I would buy that every single time. You could never have enough don't be a dick stickers. I would just hand them out to people at shows. I would go to wrestling shows and literally just hand them out like I was a wrestler promoting myself. Honestly, those should be on the seats of everyone in like the first three rows. Yeah, just as a reminder. Of like, instead of like the WWE chairs that you get like after an event ringside, literally you just sit in a chair that the ass part just says "Don't be a dick." Right. I would pay to make chairs like that for independent shows and literally rent them out for sitting purposes with chairs that literally just say "Don't be a dick." I, I would make a killing. Hell yeah. Oh my God. I would have like warehouses all across the US and I would just stop. I, I think we just came up with a business venture. All right. We, I think we need to stop this conversation. We need to stop this conversation. <laughs> we need to patent this sh- like right now. Yeah. But let's move on from there because I am too excited to get into the rest of oh, the this, show. Oh, this is fantastic. Oh my God. Like just looking at everything that was discussed on the air and off the air. With Justin Plummer. Oh, we're gonna. Have. <laughs> oh, I am God. excited. Uh, what are gonna you excited, excited for? Why? All the different. Well, I think we got to get to the interview first. No, no, we don't have to get to the interview first. Yeah. Why? We need to. We need to. We need to bring them in. They've listened this far. Why do they have to listen more, Dave? Tell us. Okay, so he sat here and he has mentioned everybody that they're going to go and try and sign. They are coming out with... Hey, what are you doing? 
doing? And if you seriously are doing that, shit yourself with all those people. Literally, we are not going to share this with anybody. Oh my God. What is wrong How can you? you not get excited for these oh people? My God. Oh, God. I'm excited. We're never going to do anything without I am excited. Oh, this is oh my God. Great. We just got to get into our interview right now with IWC owner Justin Plummer. <laughs> On the line with us, you had mentioned that you don't do this very often, and we're very privileged to have you on. You're actually, in the last year, we have actually never had an owner of a promotion on the podcast. So congratulations. You are the first owner that even came to mind when we decided that we were going to have an owner on. And we have none other than IWC International Wrestling Cartel owner Justin Plummer on the line, who... If you haven't heard of him, you haven't seen any of the controversy just over the last year and a half to two years that has been going on in his organization and all the wonderful things he's doing. He's decided he's going to take a step away from his cigar and talk to us here tonight and even sacrificing alcohol to be on the line with us here tonight. So, Justin, how you doing? I'm doing awesome, man. Thanks. I, 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 it's, uh, it's an honor and a privilege to be the first owner and promoter. Is there like a trophy that comes along with this or some sort of uh... – Metal. Everybody gets a medal these days. I feel like I should get something. I don't know, if that's, I don't know if that's in our budget. Well, next I'll time, right, yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll do a Tito's next time you get down here then uh, to Pittsburgh. Well, oh, we're holding you to oh, that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not making any guarantees that the bottle won't be cracked open or empty, but, <laughs> hey. but a bottle of Tito's will be coming. Hey, shot in a cigar, and I'll be happy. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't take a lot to to please Dave. That's hey, one thing I will. Hey, 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 hey. If we don't get at least fifteen office references in in the fifteen or twenty minutes or whatever we're going to do here, then it's a failure. The whole thing is. Oh, a failure. I already like this guy. <laughs> I, I do too. I, I'm from Scranton, Pennsylvania, so I, you are on the line with one of the best uh, people that you could talk to about it. But I have a personal vendetta with the office because they made my hometown. Actually, look cool, which, which, it, which it's it's truly not. But I, I'll rep Cleveland all day, which is my official hometown. Now, Scranton's the electric city. I, I used to have to go there for work, you know, once every three months, and uh, I found some good places. There was like a place called Marvelous Mugs that was awesome. Not for the food. oh my god, I never eat there, but like uh, I I still have one of their drink tokens, like one of their red drink tokens from Marvelous Mugs. That was my joint up there with all those creepy ass pictures on the wall, like self portraits and stuff. Yeah, uh, it's like all the people like you would go into like a uh, a dry cleaner and you see all those like sun sun ridden pictures of all those like B list <laughs> celebrities. And it's literally like, who is this guy? Oh, he ate here once back in like '86 and took a <laughs> selfie. <laughs> the tables were like the tables were sticky as hell, and just everything was like grimy. But there was something about that place that was just incredible. Can't believe they're, they're not around anymore. That sucks. Sitting in my office with a plate of grilled bacon. Call my man Pat just to see what was shaking. Yo, Mike, our town is dope and pretty. So check out how we live in the electric city. They call it Scranton. What? The electric city. Scranton. What? The electric city. Lazy Scranton, the electric city. They call it that because of the electricity. The city's laid out from east to west, and our public parks and libraries are truly the best. Call poison control if you're bit by a spider. But check that it's covered by your health care provider. Plenty of space in the parking lot, but the little cars go in the compact spot. 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 
Snack attack time! You had mentioned how you go up to Scranton with your previous job. You went up to Scranton, but are you originally from the Pittsburgh area? Yeah, uh, I'm actually originally from Elizabeth, Pennsylvania, which is where IWC and we run the majority of our events out of there. So it's funny because it kind of came like full circle. I, you know, I'm, I'm about 30 to 40 minutes east of Pittsburgh now. Uh, Elizabeth's about 30 to 40, and maybe 30 minutes south of the city uh, of Pittsburgh. But, uh, yeah, basically within an hour of Pittsburgh, I've, I've lived my whole life. Now, growing up, was wrestling that was something always available in your household, or did you just kind of fall into it later on in life? No, I was a wrestling fan from probably the age of like five or six. We could probably do the math uh, <laughs> because I, I, can, I, I know, like, I remember the first match that I saw, or at least like the first match I remember seeing was like it was right around the time the Ultimate Warrior had won the championship. Hogan was still kind of the guy, but Warrior was the champ. So I missed that WrestleMania and the, you know, and I remember when my older cousin told me Hogan and Warrior actually had a match. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Oh, they're, they're good guys. They can't do that. And, you know, we'd get like these books and I'd see pictures of it and it was just incredible. But it was like, I got in right around the time of like Survivor Series where they did all the teams with the team names and it was the Ultimate Warrior Texas Tornado and the Legion of Doom versus Mr. Perfect and all three members of the Demolition. I think like the first full show I remember was the Saturday Night's main event, the Oktoberfest that they did to hype that pay-per-view. Um, so like Ultimate Warrior, Demolition Axe, those were the guys, like the first guys I saw wrestle. And, uh, you know, those characters back then, they're just so off the wall. It just as a kid, it will really suck you in. And uh, oh yeah, just one of those habits I never really cracked. You know, just like anybody, I was in and out of it. College, you know, you kind of get out of it a little bit and whatever. But uh, you always go back. It's like part of your childhood, and then it's just it's just something you love. It just makes you feel good. It makes you feel at peace when you're around it. So yeah, like you look at like the characters that we grew up on. Like we grew up on like Ultimate Warrior, Randy Macho Man Savage, Nature Boy, Ric Flair. Um, <laughs> And all these characters, and even like going into when Dave got into it in the Attitude Era, you had Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, Undertaker, Kane, and you look at like the world of wrestling today, and you can look at it like mainstream. There's really not these characters that are really, and no disrespect to them, they're really not revolutionary characters like we grew up on, where it was so off the wall, and. I guess you could say new to the scene. Uh, you had this character that was literally pouring cement into his boss's car. Uh, you had a guy that literally power slams this guy that's over 500, 600 pounds. And that happens today. It's like, oh, okay, he, he, he lifts, bro. You had a dude, you know, sick his venomous uh, cobra onto an innocent oh, man's arm. You had right. a 400-pound man squash a python. I mean, that was like life-changing stuff when it happened back back then oh yeah that it's still real to me damn it yeah <laughs> but, i still cry i admit yeah, I I when cry. earthquake smashed jake roberts is uh you know damien the python i cried and still sometimes i cry when i think about it so it's a tough thing to get over it's a tough thing to get past i love that oh, yeah. i love that snake oh yeah <laughs> and, and just that moment just the the pure trauma in the crowd. Like, you only see that now when Brock Lesnar wins the championship. <laughs> <laughs> That's the equivalent to Earthquake Smashing Damien. It's like children cry. Yeah, it's like, but you no, see a dog. No, not again. 
Yeah, he's like the, 30, the, the 30 year olds and the 35 year olds in the crowd are out. Yeah, that's like, yeah, they're the ones who make I haven't cried since the Rockers broke up. <laughs> oh my god! I I, I just the, I, I have to get off topic here, but when Brock won the title the last time in Saudi Arabia, the first person to text me was my co-host Dave. I wasn't even watching it, and Dave just texted me, "Oh my effing god!" Like this is complete garbage. I literally just want to throw something at the screen. It's like. And then it's immediately followed with Indians game later. <laughs> <laughs> like, just a complete 180 from the conversation. But you, you grew up in, in this wrestling just atmosphere where everyone was just, it really was real. Where did IWC kind of come into the play? Because a lot of people might not know this. This isn't an organization that just popped up overnight. Uh, you guys have been around for a long time and did have a brief hiatus, but how did IWC come into play with yourself prior to your ownership? Well, I IWC has been around for 18 years, I, I think fairly consistently. I mean, it was even prior to the 18 years, you know, there was like Steel City Wrestling with Norm Connors, and I think, you know, shame on me for not knowing my history, but I think there was some stuff that went on there and whatever. It ends up turning into IWC in 2001, um, but I think it's been pretty consistent since then. But uh, beyond like I'm like I was like your typical wrestling fan today, and it's incredible if you like look up stats, and I don't know how accurate they are, but like the insane percentage of wrestling fans that don't know that anything besides WWE is out there, it's just nuts. And I was one of those people. I didn't know there was anything else. Uh, as a kid, there was a local independent uh, company around, and they're still around. They just uh, I think they've kind of. I, I don't want to say fallen from grace, but they're not what they used to be, you know, when I was a kid. But um, I, I went to maybe one or two of their events. But be, beyond that, I really did. I knew nothing about independent wrestling. And I lived in Elizabeth and didn't even know IWC existed. So 2001, I would have still been in high school. I'd have been right, driving right past that place all the time. And uh, it was a lot tougher to, to get the word out. Oh, yeah. And even looking back on those times now, like what we did before social media or even how we got our news in a sense. I, I could ask Siri any question today or I can go on Google and I have the answer immediately. Back then, how would you know your wrestling news? You got it from magazines, from tape trading, which is a, a lost art in, in all the sense of the wrestling world. I remember trading tapes with friends like, hey, I'll give you Dragon Gate if you give me ECW one night stand or <laughs> the list goes on and on. Like you, you would just trade with your friends and that's kind of how you got the wrestling exposure. Yeah. So, so you find yourself in a position where IWC is around. How did you come into play with actually purchasing it? Cause you're, you're a married man. If I was to look at my wife today and say, Hey, I'm going to buy a wrestling promotion. My wife, I, I don't even know what she would do. I think she's still waiting for that transaction to happen. <laughs> but but what was that conversation like when the opportunity presented itself to make yourself the owner of IWC? What was that experience like? Uh, first of all, I don't think we had any idea what we were getting ourselves into in that transition. <laughs> but Jen <laughs> is just incredible. I mean, she is just like... Uh, you know, I hate to be cheesy, you know, but it's like she's like a best friend slash great 
partner slash great business partner. <laughs> uh, and she's just totally supportive. And she actually is 50% owner of the, uh, you know, the, the LLC. And she does probably 50% of the behind the scenes work. A lot of the administrative stuff, a lot of the tough conversations that have to happen because she's in real life, I guess you could say she's an HR manager. So she's used to kind of dealing with that stuff. But, um, you know, her being able to do all that really frees up my limited brain space to focus on uh, creative and new ideas, to focus on networking with, you know, influential talent across the country to kind of build relationships and get us growing like we have been for the past few years. So she's been great. That was never really an issue. It was, uh, but it was never even, the, it was never the intent. Because uh, I worked for IWC for probably four years before I owned it. At first, just doing whatever needed to be done and uh, slowly moving into like, uh, they wanted me to do like a TV show, host a TV show and do all the legwork to get the TV show and everything like that. But the more research I did, uh, you know, this was probably like 2011 or 10, but, uh, you know, TV was basically dying at that point. So we decided to do an online web show and they put me in charge of that. And over four years or so, I taught myself video editing and, you know, I look back at some of those web shows I made and I cringe because they're just so bad. But, uh, that's really how I got my foot in the door. And then when the owner, Chuck Roberts, decided it was time to focus on other things, he said, I'm either shutting this down or we're going to transition to you and you have nine months to decide. <laughs> and uh, wow. the roster, I just, I loved our roster, I, you know, on a, a personal level. I loved the guys that were there. Uh, we had some great, the, the training class that was going on at the time actually included Britt Baker and uh, Balk Nasty and a few others. And I couldn't imagine, like, well, what are they, what's going to happen to them? Because you just knew there was so much potential with these with these guys. And it's like, well, you can't leave them hanging because uh, there's not really any, you know, there's not many quality schools in the area. And then, uh, you know, the fans. I just, you become friends with the fans because you see them more often than you see some of your own family members. So when the, when that time came, it was just, you know, I, we, I talked to Jen and said, listen, I can't imagine Western Pennsylvania without the IWC. And these people need this. And, you know, I know we weren't really, you know, we got a crash course in nine months on how to promote. I mean, from a business side, we have a lot of experience and, uh, you know, a lot of schooling and stuff. But does that translate? I don't know. But we just took the leap and uh, went for it. Yeah, and you guys have definitely made a name for yourselves. And it, it, uh, I applaud you for giving her the dirty work of probably having to have those difficult conversations like, hey, you're fired. Because <laughs> if, if those are the difficult conversations he has, and it, for those individuals that aren't really privy to the caliber of talent that you've had in IWC, for those individuals that haven't followed along, just kind of spit some out. I could do it myself, but... I really don't want to take it away from you. What are some names of some individuals that you've had through the IWC that some people may not know that they've either wrestled for IWC, have held championships in IWC, that they probably see on different promotions, some of which they're probably going to see soon on a, on a network that rhymes with E-N-E, I guess you could say, or... <laughs> Or, or yeah. on a particular uh, a web series on a network, I think it is. What are some names of superstars that originally really made their mark in IWC? 
so so many guys passed through here you know over the time that it's just basically almost everybody it would be easier to list people who didn't pass through here and especially like the early and mid 2000s uh like especially with the super indie tournament and the way that that's always been run it's just been the best from across the country in the world so you know guys like cm punk aj styles aj styles i don't think was in the tournament but he was a super indie champion at one point christopher daniels was in the first ever tournament finals um you know a lot of those uh, basically every you know colt cabana all those top indie guys samoa joe ray Rowe, they were all mainstays here very early on um and you know even more recently you know adam cole and Tony Nice, uh, guys like that have been coming through here. Not just, you know, you see a lot of places they'll book somebody once and then it's like, hey, this is, look, they made it to the WWE and they were here. But we've had them like really here uh, multiple times, giving creative input, helping our young guys, building, you know, relationships in front of the curtain and behind the curtain. But what I'm most proud about is the you know the training school that we run has actually produced a lot of talent and the trainers have changed over the years but the culture and the mentality has never changed and i think that's why the school has been so successful so right now just the the guys that are out there like elias is a big one wow. uh, that he you know he trained at our school he was an iwc guy he barely worked anywhere else besides iwc um, you know, and a lot of people think you got to just try to get your name out there and go around and work as many places as possible, which is true. But he was able to do it with really just working here. Um, DJ Z has been successful for just God, how long now? Years. I don't know when he, I can't remember how long ago uh, he won his first X Division championship in Impact Wrestling. But I think it was either tonight or tomorrow night. He's debuting in NXT. He's got a new name. I just I just saw that he posted what his new name is. I, I, I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. But uh, uh, he's you know he's come from our school. Of course, Britt Baker's come from our school. And then a lot of people that are about to potentially break through uh, have either graduated from our school or they got you know additional training at our school. So um, that's you know that's the most exciting thing to me is that you know those names that maybe aren't quite as big yet well i'm elias is, is one of the biggest ones it gets but the other ones that are about to just break through and that's so exciting because you were there when they were sweeping the floors and setting up the rings and now look at them you know they're wrestling in front of hundreds of thousands of people yeah and elias being the one big name that got a lot of just it, not only in WWE, obviously everyone knows who Elias is now. If you don't, you've been living under a rock. But even when he was in IWC, he got a lot of, I guess you could say, a lot of publicity recently because his recent record was broken at IWC 18. He is the first ever person to hold not only the IWC Heavyweight Championship, but he was also the same person that held the Super Indie Championship at the exact same time now he didn't hold it for long but now that record has been broken it's still continuing on so the longest reigning iwc and collectively the super indie champion is now wardlow who has held the title now both titles collectively for i believe we're approaching close to i want to say about 75 days now yeah, that was, what, that was March. I can't remember that March, mid March, sometime. So it was March sixteenth because I was I wanted to stop at a pub after I came to IWC seven uh, eighteen, 
and have a pregame drink before St. Patrick's Day kicked in. But I knew that I I knew that I had a two hour drive ahead of me back to Cleveland, <laughs> so it probably wasn't the smartest of ideas. So it, it was March sixteenth, and now as we stand here, we're uh, only a few days away from the Super Indy Tournament, and I think that this is a great transition, which is a tournament that has seen the likes of, of multiple big-name stars winning the Super Indy Tournament. And I I think this year has a lot more controversy in the tournament than it has in recent years. And it kind of goes to my next topic, which was something that really sparked the Internet and also social media ablaze with your recent run-ins with Team Storm. Now, Team Storm isn't the same Team Storm that it was previously, but it it got a lot of heat with the likes of Jackson uh, Jackson Argos, R.C. Dupree, and then Jack Pollock as well. Kind of walk us through this, because a lot of people might not know exactly what had happened and how personal, uh, personal this really got. And I guess you could even say very quickly as well kind of bring us up to speed with exactly what happened with Team Storm and why they went to the lengths that they did, not only to get into IWC, but to truly get under your skin. Yeah, well, those you know those guys are willing to do whatever it takes, so you got to give them credit where credit is due. Uh, and I try to stay out of it. You know, one of the things that I said to myself is I look at these smaller promotions around here, and I'm like, uh, get these promoters out of the damn ring. This isn't their show. But... Uh, Certain things happen, you know, and you got to react to it. And uh, we tried to get rid of them. You know, of course, uh, I, I know you guys have followed that uh, whole saga from last year where Jack Pollock took things a little bit too far, put his hands on my wife, ended up being uh, fired, came back. And then that's when he put his hands on my wife, uh, did all the dirty work to get Team Storm back together. And then when he suffered his uh, bad knee injury, which unfortunately, and I don't want to talk about it too much, but may end up being a little worse than we originally thought. So we don't know what the timetable is there. Um, but soon as he, soon as he was no use to them, they, uh, you know, they dumped them. And uh, Jackson Argos was the winner of something we tried new this year. We do something every January. We call it the reset button. It's an idea that I came up with because I wanted to do something different to kind of change the face of the IWC. Uh, when I first took over, Trish tried to make it different where every championship is defended against a randomly selected opponent that's generated from a computer that we just nicknamed the reset button. This year we wanted, fans love this. I mean, that show sells out every year. So he said, let's come up with something where we can put the reset button in play for additional events. So we had that 16 bit challenge, which I think is the most entertaining match that we've ever had. <laughs> it might not I be the most it. technically sound or whatever, but I mean, I'm sitting there and I'm just loving every minute of it and I'm just eating it up because, you know, when fans' reactions are that hot for things, it's just like you love it. So anyways, the gist is it's basically a crossover between the Royal Rumble and Money in the Bank with a few other uh, different rule changes. But ultimately, Jackson Argos wins that. He has the reset button. He has the ability to reset the championship standings at any point for any championship that he decides. And he's been able to leverage that button to capture the high-stakes title for R.C. Dupree and now get himself into the Super Indy Tournament without ever actually having to push the button. So, you know, I think you've had him on the show before. Dude's annoying as hell. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't no, shut yeah. up. No, he but, doesn't. <laughs> uh, but uh, he's smart, you know. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing, and who knows if he'll ever have to use that button. But the big thing was this. This tournament, so I don't care. I love controversy, you know, and I love – uh, 
twists and turns and whatever. But when it comes to the Super Indie Tournament, I don't want any of that. This is the one night where it's pure rest in the world all together for one night. And the deal was, uh, if he doesn't use that reset button on the Super Indie title and lets the tournament play out uh, in the tradition and honor that it has in the past, that uh, he, he tucks that button away, we'll put him in his number eight, and we'll feed him to Wardlow in the first round and see what happens. And I think you made a perfect topic. He, he has been on our show two times. I Personally, I'm the type of person, and don't take offense to this, Justin, I, I am a fan of Jackson Argos. I think that he is extremely entertaining. I think that he brings a different level of entertainment to the IWC. I was a little offended when he wanted to interrupt the beginning of the IWC 18 event and came out during a tribute video to everyone that's ever stepped foot in the ring to IWC. I did take a little offense to that. There's a time and a place, but if you want to make your mark, you want to do it at the exact right moment. And he picked this moment and he did that very well. Now going off of my co-host, he might not see eye to eye with Jackson. Argus. Not at all. And, and yes, it, it was not fun when he called in. And when we initially tried to get a, a few words with Jackson, uh, we, Jackson we, we couldn't David, get a few words. No, we we couldn't we couldn't say anything. It it was just like with when he was on our show. It was Jackson pretty much asking the questions to himself and thanking himself for his time and thank. But he's Jackson Argos. What are you going to do? But I, I know that Dave has a question for you right now, and I, I think it has to do with someone in particular. I don't know. Maybe <sighs> how can you let him in? Like how can you honestly let him in? Like that that's the main thing I I got to find out. <laughs> well, here's the alternative. You don't put him in. He uses the reset button at any random ass point during the tournament and the tournament's a waste and fans are going to shit all over the tournament because then the integrity's gone. So, uh, you know, I would rather sacrifice that last spot um, and I, you know, I was able to beef up the non-tournament matches this year, so typically we try to get some of our own, you know, internal uh, guys and girls on the show, which we still did, but we have the Lethal Enforcers coming in to challenge for the tag team titles against the main event. We have Christopher Daniels coming in and what might be his final independent pro wrestling match uh, going full circle because he was part of Super Indy 1 uh, coming back and uh, facing Andrew Palace and Chris LaRusso. So I felt that getting rid of the potential for the reset button being used on the Super Indy title that night was worth it to put a guy in there that maybe doesn't deserve it and uh, doesn't have the quote-unquote super indie style uh, because we can make up for it with the other matches that we have on the card. And I hate so, to say this too. Ooh. He is... Uh, there's people out there that love this guy, and I don't understand why, because he's, he's annoying as hell. He's not a good guy. He's a very selfish guy. Uh, he thinks more highly of himself than he should be, but he... Uh, you can't argue that he is one of the, if not the most polarizing personality in IWC. And ultimately, at the end of the day, we want people to show up. So uh, if the people that love Jackson Argos, they're going to get to see him in the tournament. The people Me. that hate Jackson Argos are hopefully going to get to see him get his ass kicked uh, by Wardlow. Did, did you strategically put him up against? Let, let's be honest. You, you're, you're hoping Wardlow just shuts him up for good. 
I'm just trying to put the best matches together. You know, I just want the best matches. Justin, <laughs> Justin, hey. you're on the dark match podcast. We, that, that's not sugarcoat things. Come on. You, you, you just want, you you're just sitting want. outside right now. You're smoking a cigar. We're having fun. I've had a couple drinks. I've had a couple adult pops. Let's not. Let's not sugarcoat things. You're you praying like in. I am that Warlow just shuts them up for. Let's God. be honest. Like you, you did this for your own personal gain. You did this because you knew that if you were to put him into a position that would be the least odds of him moving forward into the tournament, it would be against the current IWC champion, but also the current Super Indie champion as well. And it goes back to the controversy of the previous events that have happened with Team Storm. I mean, you could have put him against Joey Ryan. You could have put him against Britt Baker. The list goes on and on. There's there's seven other people that could have been in the tournament. Why Wardlow? People have accused me of uh, of being uh, partial. It's uh, I am impartial. That's my stance. He's uh, it's the luck of the draw. Wardlow was there that night. Uh, you know, it just kind of worked out that way. Do I think Wardlow's going to beat him in record time uh, in the first round? Yes. But if you've seen what Argos has been putting out on social media, he's not flinching to this. He's not cowering. He. <laughs> it's funny because he probably weighs 150 pounds less than Wardlow, but he actually thinks he's going to beat Wardlow's ass. We'll see what happens. I don't know. If I were a betting man, which I'm not because I'm an impartial owner of the company, I think I am, but I'm uh, terrible at it. I think you're going to see a record, uh, a a record setting uh, quick match uh, to the likes of maybe Sheamus and Daniel Bryan from WrestleMania, but we'll see. God, I hope, I hope it goes a little them. longer than that. You know, I'd like to see him. I'd like to see him squirm a little bit. But, yeah, I'd uh, like to see Warlow just beat him with a reset button. <laughs> but I and think maybe you he just... can get a piece of RC while he's out there too. I don't know. I don't know if we're gonna let RC be at ringside for this thing, but uh, uh, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to be the. Uh, I don't want to interfere with the with how this thing plays out too much. So now I want to play devil's advocate right now. No. Shut up, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) So, I I, I like to watch the world burn. You know that. You've known me for how many years. So, let's play devil's advocate. You're simply asking someone to leave a reset button at home. It's Jackson Argos. Do you really think he is going to keep that reset button at home? If he's out of the tournament, let's just say that that record time does happen. And it's a repeat of whatever WrestleMania it was between Sheamus and Daniel Bryan. The match is over in 11 seconds, and Wardlow moves on to the second round. What is stopping Jackson Argos at that point from cashing in or pushing the reset button, Uh, I guess you could say? His duties will be done after he loses to Wardlow, and uh, he won't need to be there anymore. We'll get him his... uh, We'll get him his agreed to uh, payoff, and he can head back to wherever the hell it is he's he's staying. I don't know where he's at these days. I don't know if he's going back up to Calgary or if he's staying here. But uh, yeah, once those guys are eliminated, they're 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 free to leave, and he's going to be more than he's going to be more than free to leave. We have a hell of a security staff here in IWC, so I don't think we're going to have to worry about it. So you're going to personally see that he is removed from the building after he is eliminated from the tournament. I think that would be appropriate. 
I'm excited to see it. I mean, the the stakes are definitely high with this tournament, with everyone that's in there. I know we've already mentioned a couple different names. We've mentioned not only Britt Baker, but we've also mentioned Jonathan Grisham. We've mentioned Joey Ryan. But let's not defeat the fact of someone that is also uh, of Canadian descent, and that, of course, being Josh Alexander. I am excited to I'm excited to have him back uh, because he never lost the title. His yes. the super indie that he won at that time, um, people were saying that that uh, tournament final match between Josh Alexander and Jonathan Gresham was the best uh, tournament match in all of super indie history, and that was I think 16 years at the time. And so you know I was really excited to see what he was going to do. We partnered with House of Hardcore a few months later. He was supposed to be there, but you know unfortunately with just, you know, border issues being the way they are. And then just the rules are the rules. Things didn't work out. But I've talked to him multiple times since he's agreed to come back and all that stuff's been cleared out. And this dude is fired up to come back oh, yeah. uh, to IWC. And he wants to win this thing. He plans on winning this thing. And he plans on uh, sticking with us as long as he would hold that title, which I would love because I love having Josh Alexander on our cards. I think the fans love having him there. And if he's our champion, then he's, you know, he's got, he's got an obligation to keep coming back for the rest of the year. And I'd love to see that. I'd love to see Josh Alexander. Uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying there's not a couple of, of all the other folks that I also, I would be equally as excited to see, but I would love to see him there just for the simple fact of he's never lost it. And I'd love to have him back as a full-time guy. Yeah, and he's doing some fantastic things in Impact Wrestling with the North, with Ethan Page as well. And I'm excited to see what he does there, too. But I, I'd also love to see him in IWC. And I've seen him in multiple different promotions as well, live and also just through streaming apps as well. I would love to see him as a mainstay in IWC. So uh, I'm excited for this tournament. It's coming up this weekend. And if you haven't gotten your tickets, head on over to IWC Wrestling. Dot com. The link is on every single one of our pages right now. If you can make it to the tournament, this is one that I would honestly recommend that you make it to. I don't want to take too much of your time, Justin, but once again, anyone listening, if you haven't yet, now is your time. Go get your tickets before they sell out. This is obviously just from everything that we said so far. This is the event that is going to sell out. It's going to sell out soon if there are even tickets available at this point. So I do have a few more questions for you. I don't want to take too much of your time. I know you, you probably just want to sit out. You want to go make yourself a drink. Like <laughs> you want to finish your, your wonderful cigar. I'm going to go strike mine up in a few seconds, but what is next for IWC? You have a fantastic event going on this weekend with the super indie tournament. You've been pumping on full cylinders with everything from social media all the way to all of your online content as well. But what can we expect going into the later parts of 2019 with IWC? Here's your opportunity to really pump these people up to say, hey, I live in I live in Vancouver, Canada. I need to go down to Elizabeth, Pennsylvania and see the IWC now. And that's what we want. We want people to make the trip here. But one of the biggest things that we're implementing, uh, we made some enhancements to our uh, production capabilities. And it's going to be a huge night for us at Super Indie because it's going to be the first time in the 18-year history, 18-plus year history of our company that the event will also be offered live on iPay-Per-View. And you can find the links to that on our social media accounts or on our website, IWCWrestling.com. So if 
making that trip's not realistic, you could still watch it there. Uh, going forward for the next 18 months, and this is this is the this is the start of it because basically since last November we've sold out um, every seat in the building at court time for every event. I think all but one, and even that one was still higher than what we had done in the previous eight or nine years. So I realize right now we're on fire. And, and, and what really caught my attention, I'm just going to tell this very short story, is when uh, David Starr came in to compete in the Super Indie Tournament, who is a very highly respected uh, professional wrestler, incredibly talented, wrestles everywhere in the United States and in, uh, across the world. And when he left here, and, that, and this dude put 150% into every one of his matches that night. When he left here, he sent out a tweet that I just I, – I, I loved, I salivated over, and at the same time, it just crushed me. And he said, for those of you who don't know about IWC Wrestling and the Super Indie Tournament, you are missing out. This is the greatest professional wrestling event on an independent level that you have never heard about. And coming from him, that meant so much. Because he knows the history, too. Like, the, you know, when these guys are coming in, they, they know the history of this. And it meant so much that he would say that, but it also crushed me because it's like, why aren't people hearing about us we're you know and and we're getting to the point where our social media uh presence is growing that's been a major focus of us and the next step starting in june is going to be implementing live i pay-per-view and that's going to continue on for every one of our events going on in the future uh and i hate to use this this terminology here you know no pun intended but for the next 18 months we're going all in I have, when I started, when I took over this company and I, I created the LLC, we invested X amount of dollars. And I told my wife, when this runs out, we're going to have our fun. When it runs out, we're done. We're not going to, you know, we're not going to bankrupt our family. We have three kids. we got to take care of it. But if somehow we could turn things around and, and make this thing grow and, and catch it on fire, we're not taking, we're not paying ourselves a single penny. We're pumping it all right back in to the company. And we've been doing that. But for these next 18 months, it's all going in from the production level to the iPay-Per-View to the live event uh, presentation and quality uh, to the talent that we're going to be bringing in. I am going to go, I'm, I'm putting it all back in. We're going to be bringing in bigger names more consistently than you've ever seen, some which are already booked and some which we are currently in negotiations with that are hard to get a hold of. We've got uh, some friends that are in with AEW who's just got you know they've got some great connections and we got hopefully a few more headed that way who knows and um, we're trying to leverage that and some other relationships we made have been making over the last few years to really get in the best national talent that we can have um, I, I, I'm trying to think who we have announced because I don't want to spoil anything here but we have an event at Wheeling Island Casino later on this year and we have a just a monster name coming in for that well, um, I'll, I'll save you on the spoilers. If you want to find out who's there, follow IWC all across social media because we are not getting any spoilers on this interview. You need to go <laughs> check it out. All, whether you're in Pennsylvania, whether you're on iPay-Per-View, you need to check it out now. Yeah, he's just going to tell us off air, and then we're just going to... Yeah, I get, we get the inside scoop, but no one yeah. else does. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the joys of recording stopped. I probably, no, we want to bring the best that is out there in here over these next, you know, 12 to 18 months, put some dream matches together, but also put some of the best against the best in Pittsburgh, because I truly believe that some of the people that we have on this roster 
should be national names by now. And I think they're going to be there very soon. Uh, so, so yeah, it's, it's just, we're going to continue the social media thing's been working and been growing. Uh, and we're kind of there. The live attendance has plateaued because we've maxed out what we can fit in the building. So the next step is to get more eyes on us nationally. And I'm trying to get more con more free content out there too. You know, you you got to pay the bills and stuff. But I want to get. I think what we're doing here is very special. And that's not a nod to me. That's a nod to the men and women that are coming in here and just doing incredible things. And um, you know, Absolutely. just to David Starr's point, it's the best thing going that you probably haven't heard about. And I don't want that to be the case. I want people to hear about it. My goal when this is all said and done and when I, when I finally say I can't do it anymore and I'm burnt out is to get as many of these guys and girls that are busting their asses on this level to entertain the Western Pennsylvania fans to, into a spot that they can accomplish their dreams and get up on the TV and get to the next level. Will IWC ever be on national television? Will we ever be, you know, world known? I don't know. You know, that would be phenomenal. <laughs> Ultimately, if we can yeah. stop, I'll, I'll do that. But I would be happy to just provide that launching pad and provide that stage and that platform to get some of these people that are busting their asses literally four to five nights a week down at our schools or at schools across the country, that opportunity and that exposure to get to the next level. So that's what it's all going to be about for these next 18 months. We're going to go all in financially. We're going to go all in creatively. And, uh, and we're just going to pray <laughs> yeah. and see what happens. No, and you, you're doing fantastic things. And I think you made a great point. Some of the names that you have out there might not have those national exposures, but they're, they're definitely making their names for themselves, whether it be on our show or all across just the East Coast. And it's only – you'd be surprised to know that, like, with – all the names that you have in IWC, these people are, are really making a name for themselves all across social media and all across different promotions. They're very, very well-respected, but also at the same point, they bring that IWC integrity with them. You, you look at Andrew Palace. I, uh, I actually introduced Dave to him at a show just recently, and he's literally just I, – I think Dave – could barely even breathe at one point because he, he's literally he was trying to fight like a three-year-old it was hilarious though. a three-year-old in a lucha mask it was it hilarious it was hilarious <laughs> he, he's like running around this room with like a steel chair chasing this three-year-old like, and the kid kept coming at him it was yes. the last thing Oh, yeah. And then you, you got people like Jock Sampson. You have Wardlow, who is literally just any opportunity he can really get, whether it be in Warrior, in, in warrior Wrestling, in, I, in AIW, in AAW, any opportunity he can really get his hands on to get his name out there. But what is the one thing that he has? He has the IWC Heavyweight Championship on his back, and he is the walking ambassador for that promotion. Then you have, whether you want to agree with it or not, Jackson Argos and RC Dupree, Team team Storm, that are really making their name for themselves in multiple different promotions that still, whether they agree with it or not, are still pumping up IWC. You, you have Andrew Palace, like we've already mentioned. You have John McChesney. You have DJ Z, who just made his debut, whether it's tonight or tomorrow or the next night in NXT and multiple different NXT superstars that came through 
the IWC system. And we have a couple people uh, that help out uh, with that, but uh, Chris LaRusso is the, uh, I would say, the lead on the training. And uh, say what you want about Chris <laughs> on whatever level, he has done a phenomenal job producing the uh, up and coming talent coming out of that school his most well the most recent class it's too early to tell they just debuted uh last month but the and class they killed before it. that and they killed it the, they did and it's, it's amazing to see because i see these kids when they come in for the tryouts and sometimes you're thinking like what could they like what can we do with them but now it's becoming a problem because he's he's producing so much usable uh talent that should be on our shows but you still have to make room for the national guys and there's just on, uh, only so many spots, you know, so it's like it really is getting very competitive in here. And we're going to try to cycle everybody through and give all these young guys a chance. But, you know, two guys that just pop into my, my mind right now, uh, and I don't know if you've known them yet because they've been around for a year, maybe not even a full year yet, but Johnny Patch and the man dime Elijah Dean, to be as young as they are and to be doing the things that they're doing and showing the discipline uh, – and the athleticism and the way that they just take this so seriously. Uh, it's incredible. Like, it's so exciting thinking like these guys could be the next John McChesney or the next Gory, or they could be the next, uh, you know, uh, DJZ or Britt Baker or, or Elias. It's just, they're go you know, they're going to have some sort of legacy as long as they keep up uh, the path that they're on. And it's just so exciting to watch. Oh yeah, and even the women's division headed right now with with Katie Arquette. Uh, there's only a matter of time before that women's division really blows up, whether it be uh, on the shoulders uh, of Katie Arquette or anyone that was in the the proving ground as well. So we're excited to see what really transpires moving forward, and especially with that little tidbit of information that I'm looking forward to off of the air. Uh, I, I can tell you the excitement level is through the roof right now. So. Don't want to take too much of your time. I have one final question for you. It's been a staple on our show for over a year now. And it's fun to say that. It's over a year over now. Over a year. Fantastic. Over a year. Over a year. So we are big practical jokers. We have a bet going right now on the Super Indie Tournament. I might have had too many adult pops with my selection, but Dave also has his money on history with his, yeah. with his bet on Britt Baker taking home the Super Indie Tournament this year. History but or nothing. History or bust or history or chess chop. I don't know. We didn't – did we make that a, a thing? No, we you were to. too much You were too much of a wuss. Oh, shut up. I, I I'm, already, I'm already owed like six chess chops anyway. So I'm really <laughs> – I'm like that guy at the casino that's like betting his mortgage on black when it's hit red 50 times in a row. Dude, you got to bet the McChesney chest chop because I don't think there's anyone that rips skin off of a human body quite as bad as he does. Um, Shane Taylor might be up there. Shane Taylor and John McChesney could, I think they could kill a man with their uh, chops. I will, you know what? I'll take you up on that bet right now. But we're big practical jokers. So I need to know what your best rib story is in all your time with IWC, even outside of IWC, whether it's wrestling related or not. What is the best rib story you have? Whether it happened to you, or you experienced it firsthand, or you heard about it in passing and just said, "Okay, uh, don't ever do that again." Who? Uh, <laughs> I 
can't remember who this was. And I don't even think this was funny. So, so there's like, there's definitely way better answers to this question. And I just, that we got, we, we can't use, but uh, there was a, uh, one of our trainees had to, which went, we had a, we had a, a national name in. And I can't remember who it is. Son of a bitch. But whatever it was, you know, you got runners that run the gear to the back. And uh, was it Gresham, maybe? I think it was Gresham, uh, who's very well respected. And I can't believe he didn't come up in this conversation because he's been in the finals of the last three Super NES tournaments and won one. This dude is the best technical wrestler in the world right now, if you haven't seen him. but Oh, yeah. Uh, so someone brings his, I don't know if he had some sort of robe with, like, jewels on it or what the hell it was. But the trainee brings it to the back. And uh, Jock Sampson kind of goes up to the trainee about an hour later, and he goes, "Listen, man, uh, I, I don't know, I don't know what to tell you, but what did you do to uh, Rogue?" He said, "What do you mean?" He goes, "Well, you know, I spent a lot of money on that, and uh, and you know, there's 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 a hole in it, and it snagged, and a couple of the things fell off, and he's really upset, you know, he." He uh, really treats us well, and he's you know coming down here, and he could be in Japan or he could be at Ring of Honor, but he holds these dates for us, and he's he's really not happy. <laughs> and this kid started to cry, oh and my God. in front of the entire locker room. And I didn't, you know, it's like I don't want to be that stiff. That's like stop it. That's too far. So I'm just trying to bite my tongue. But I eventually had to like rat this thing out because I'm watching this dude. And thank God I can't remember who it is because I'd probably out him right now just because he is so young and he deserves it. Um, but he's sitting there in front of like 30 other dudes just bawling his eyes out thinking that he just ruined our relationship with one of the best wrestlers in the world. And uh, so I eventually t- I eventually, uh, I eventually smartened him up uh, that they were just messing around with them. It wasn't Gresham. It was Glacier. It was when Glacier was here. That's what it was. It was Glacier's entrance gear. And oh that was God. like, and Glacier had just done a seminar the night before, and everybody's like, this was the best seminar. Because this dude, Glacier has, like, Ray Lloyd, has one of the best minds in wrestling. And I had no idea. I was I, he- I heard through the grapevine, and then I talked to him on the phone a few times. And it was like, so, every, you know, we have, like, 40 kids in the seminar, and it's just the best. It's just like, man, this guy's awesome. And that's what it, it wasn't, Glacier. It was and they said they said he, they did something to his shoulder pads, and he just started to ball his eyes out because he thought like he just fucked a legend over so bad. Like that was so much money, he's never coming back. And uh, yeah, he cried in front of like thirty dudes for probably a solid three or four minutes, which doesn't sound long. But when you're an adult man crying in front of thirty or forty other, adults, that's like men, an hour. It's excruciating. Oh, it's like easily an hour. It's like an hour and a half in man time. <laughs> yeah, if he tells a story, he's like, "That was the worst three hours of my life." Oh yeah, it's like uh, it's like dog. It wasn't even funny. It was more just like painful for me. I don't, I'm like, man, this kid. Uh, but it's good to know that like he has that respect for you know these guys that paved the way. But uh, oh shit, man, it was <laughs> well, bad. It if was we bad. see a newbie get like a, a super indie championship match within like the next like month and a half, we know that it was this kid that you, you put the horrible <laughs> rib on. It's like, bro. Yeah, like, yeah, I, uh, I can't, you weren't there. You guys weren't down. You weren't down there in February. You were down there in March, right? No, I was there in March. Yeah. Yeah. So you wouldn't have seen like a, a security or a trainee walking around with like a red nose and bloodshot eyes or anything like that. He wasn't. He wasn't smoking anything. He was literally just bawling his eyes out in front of everybody. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! At least that's what they told me. I guess I don't know. I guess I don't know the answer to that. I don't know. Better not have been. I don't know. Maybe you should start drug testing. <laughs> 
like performance-enhancing <laughs> performance drugs. I, oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't worry about our guys, but we have so many people pass through. I don't know how much of a roster we'd have. Oh, Who knows? Oh, no. my God. It's like it's like I wasn't doing drugs. I was watching WWE. I'm sorry. You get some of these old, you know, you get some of the, you know, legends that are just, that's their lifestyle, man. They're, they love the party, so. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Do your thing. I like, you know. To each their own. Know. Yeah. To each their own. Well, we don't judge. Hey, live your life, YOLO. I guess you could say, as the as the youngins say. Hey, but have fun. <laughs> have fun. Hey, have fun. Put on a good show, and whatever you do out there, good for you. Just be safe. <laughs> My motto on life is utilize Uber. That's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah, it's not a great thing, Uber. You know, I didn't have that back in college in like my early. Young adult life, but man, that's a great. There's so many great apps. Like apps have made life so easy, and we just oh yeah, it's it's I, a million dollar idea. But seriously, think about it. Remember when your parents used to tell you, "Don't get in the car with strangers." What is Uber? One giant app to go and get in cars with strangers. Oh yeah, hey, coming from the guy that calls me for an Uber every now and then. But I know you. <laughs> that was a really bad analogy, but. Well, we appreciate you, Justin. I know we, we said this was going to take about a half an hour. We're over an hour right now, so we truly appreciate oh, your time. Christ. I know. Yeah, I, I tend to do that. Edit out whatever you want. Uh, no, we're not going to edit out whatever. anything. No, we're not going to edit out anything. But if you want to follow along with the IWC or Justin Plumber, you can find them all across social media. You can check any of our pictures, any of our posts. All of his social media tags are all across social media. Once again, if you have not gotten your tickets, to IWC Super Indie Tournament. You can also find those links on all of our bios all across social media. Justin, it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Always a good time when we get to catch up, and we wish you nothing but the best of the next 18 months. It's either profit or broke, but we're, we're praying for the latter for you. Yeah, we'll set something up here uh, six months from now, and we'll see whether we're popping some champagne or uh, maybe my cell phone will be my cell phone bill will be shut off. Who knows? But either way, we're gonna go for it. It's gonna be a hell of a ride. I, I, <laughs> but no, I appreciate it, guys. I, I you know I, I once I saw a couple of our guys popping up on here, and I listened to it. I, I love what you guys are doing. I broke my rule of of doing interviews because I usually say stupid stuff and ramble on too long. But uh, I wanted to do this because I think what you guys are doing is great. I think you guys are both super cool guys. So I appreciate you having me. Well, we truly appreciate that. That means a lot coming from myself and, and, and well, for myself. Wow. Yeah. I really need to lay off on the adult pops. So yeah, <laughs> maybe, I'm, maybe, I don't know. I've, I've had a rough week. It's like what, Tuesday? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It feels like, like it feels like Tuesday. All the days just kind of run together. Well, we want to welcome everyone here. I hope you guys all enjoyed that interview, but we thought we would continue things along. So it was a main topic all throughout our interview with Justin Plummer, the IWC owner and president. And obviously with this coming weekend, we have IWC Super Indie Tournament, or as some would dub it as the Super Argos Tournament. I think it only is fair to bring on the top talk of the opening round. You heard it. If you haven't seen it on social media, you haven't been following along on Twitter, on Instagram, whatever it may be. Or completely skip the interview. Or, yeah, absolutely, which would just be stupid and arrogant, and you should slap yourself for even saying something like that, Dave. But either way, if you haven't been following along, the opening round, it was announced by Justin Plummer 
that if Jackson Argos, who has been arguing for months and months and months, when am I going to get announced into the Super Indie Tournament? When is the Super Indie Tournament going to officially become the Super Argos Tournament? He finally got his wish, but there were a few caveats to that to that request. First and foremost, the reset button needs to remain at home, and the most important, who we also welcome on the, here today, is that his opening round opponent will be none other than not only the IWC heavyweight champion, but also the current super indie champion as well, holding both titles simultaneously, has the record right now for over 70 days as collective champion, taking out Elias, like we mentioned in the interview. But first and foremost, we welcome on the reigning, defending, undisputed IWC heavyweight champion and also the super indie champion as well. We have none other than the man with war in his name, Wardlow. How you doing? I'm doing great. And real quick, the only person that is calling this or identifying this as super Argos is Jackson Argos. Nobody else is thinking that or calling it that. Also on the line with us here today is the other man that has referred to this as the Super Argos Tournament. He is the only two-time Rookie of the Year in IWC history. He is a former tag team champion. He previously had his take at the High Stakes Championship and decided, you know what, it's not going to go down this way. And that's where it all came to play into the Super Indie Tournament. We have none other than Team Storm member, Jackson Argos on the line with us as well. How are you doing, Jackson? Well, I was going to say, I, I meant to interrupt there, and I was going to correct Mr. DeLoe and let him know that more than just myself, but the problem was my gaze was upon my frame, my frame on my mantle here that I have from last year that says reserved for the Super Indie Championship. So I was busy gazing at that and visualizing how beautiful my mantle is going to look when I have that championship. So I didn't get to interrupt you, you big, dumb, ugly lug. But more than myself are referring to this as the Super Argos Tournament. And the best thing about it is you don't have to call it that right now. That's completely fine. You are well within your right to not call it the Super Argos Tournament. But come Sunday morning when you wake up and you go to look for the iPay-Per-View download, you're going to see the name of that download is now called Super Argos. And you're just going to have to deal with that, buddy. So, so hey, how far did you, hey, how far did you make it in the tournament last year? I could ask the same question to you. How far did you make it last year? Oh, you weren't even in it. I wasn't in it. I would have won it if I was in it. Oh, if. We're talking ifs now. That's fantastic. I, I, what do you want me to do if I'm not in it? I have no control over that. But uh, you were in it, and I don't believe you made it out of the first round. I believe I, I damn near dislocated my shoulder, and I put forth one of the best matches of the year. But if we're gonna again, if we're gonna talk about how far I made it versus how far you made it, it looks like we're going into this tournament one on one, and I'm the guy with all the experience in this tournament right now, so I show a little bit of respect here, buddy. <laughs> uh, yeah, as the current super indie champion and heavyweight champion, which I don't believe you've held either of those titles, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm the one that needs shown some respect there, little buddy. So is this a situation where, where we're going to go into a match where we both are going to show each other a little bit of respect? Or are we just saying that, you know, to, to, to keep up appearances for this podcast? Because I will gladly and more be more than happy to acknowledge all your accomplishments and be more than happy to acknowledge all your success. I'm not going into this match taking you lightly 
at all. I know your accolades. I know your records. I know everything you've done. But I don't think that you're quite ready to get into the ring with a guy like me. <laughs> what is a guy like you? What is a guy like... See, it, it, it actually builds my confidence that that's your mindset going into this. I love the fact that you're going into this thinking that you're just facing some schmuck. You're facing some guy that you don't have to worry about because that makes me so much more calm knowing that I know your game plan. You're going to be the same Wardlow I've been watching for three years, so I know exactly what to deal with. You are going into a guy that plays chess, and you're prepped for a game of checkers. All right, first off, I've already beaten the two better members of Team Storm, so I'm pretty sure I can take care of the weakling. And secondly, I evolve every single time I step in that ring. You have no idea what version of Wardlow is getting into that ring. I am bigger than I've ever been. I'm in the best shape I've ever been. And uh, this tournament means more to me than anything. So I'm out for blood. I don't care who's across the ring for me, whether it's you, whether it's uh, Jonathan Gresham, whether it's Anthony Green, whether it's Britt Baker. I don't care. I don't care who you are, where you're from, who you're signed to, man or woman. There's just a target in front of me and I'm killing everyone. Well, I'll start off first by correcting you, uh, and I know it's something people tend to forget. You, you mentioned that you, you've beaten the two other members of Team Storm. There are only two members in Team Storm, okay? We're not going to talk about that headband-wearing loser, you know, of the past. That That's fine. You can keep that in your record books. Yes, you beat that guy. I'm not even going to mention his name. That's fantastic. But like I said, this is a first-time-ever match. This has never happened. It's two guys that have never been in the ring before. And I think it sounds like the two of us are ready to go and i love the fact that you're acknowledging all these other people in the tournament that you're ready for because i hate to break it to you but you're not even going to have the chance to step into the ring with them oh that's cute i'm excited that you're so confident well i appreciate i appreciate your enthusiasm toward my confidence what do you have to say to your opponent now that you haven't already said or put on the table so far let's kind of get this out of the way let's kind of put it through a table theoretically overall the only thing i'm going to say is argos recently said he's been in the ring with some of the best he's been in the ring with the biggest and the baddest he's been in the ring with plenty of guys like me and there is there is so much wrong with everything <laughs> he said that i mean can you give me an example Please give me an example of who the best of the best is. Give me an example of the biggest and the baddest. Because there ain't nobody that you've been in the ring with that is even close to me. Well, no, I've been in the ring. If we're going to talk with technicians, I've been in the ring with Jonathan Gresham. You haven't. I've been in the ring with Ryback. I've been in the ring with Shane Taylor. I've been in the ring with Hall of Famers. I've been in there with Jerry Lawler. I've been with the Rock and Roll Express. I've been in there with, with Hacksaw Jim Duggan. I've been in the ring with guys. I have such a buffet on my resume of different people I've been in the ring with, all right? I've been in there with the biggest and the baddest. I've mentioned Shane Taylor. I've mentioned Ryback. I've, I've been in there with Bulk Nasty. I've been in there with guys that are, are reliable. All right, hold on. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah, go ahead. Absolutely. I've been Bulk Nasty how many times? I beat Shane Taylor, beat Shane Taylor, and sure. the other guys you listed were dinosaurs. So, I, again, not impressed. 
Well, to your credit, you have actually also beaten a dinosaur, so I'll use that segue. The point <laughs> being here, you're trying to tell me that I'm not ready for a guy like you, and I'm telling you, I've been in the ring with guys like that. I've gotten better. I've been working on this for three years, and I've been in with the ring with guys that are different, and I've picked up things from them. I have been in the ring with guys you haven't been in the ring with, and I pick and I steal things from them, things that you have never seen. Do you think that feuding with Gresham for over 500 days, I didn't pick up a thing or two I'm going to steal from him that you've never seen before? I'm looking forward to seeing the look of confusion on your face when you're dealing with something you've never dealt with before. Because honestly, from my heart, and I mean this with all due respect, I don't think you're going to know what to do. And I am, at my heart, the child within me is a fan of wrestling. And the child inside me wants to see what's the big strong guy going to do when he doesn't know how to deal with what's happening. So from that perspective, I'm curious. But from the confidence side of myself, I know that by the time you have already figured out what you should be doing, it's going to be way too damn late, buddy. That's cute. I tend to be pretty cute. I know. I know. Well, in that regard, obviously, there's only one way that you can see the final outcome of this bout that's about to happen. And the one way, obviously, would be to get your tickets now if you haven't yet, if they're still even available, if they haven't sold out already. Head on over to IWC Wrestling. And you could catch your tickets there if they're still available. But if not, you can't make it down to Elizabeth or to the event live. You can catch it on iPay-Per-View for the first time streaming live as well. And also subscribe to it as well. So that way you can catch future events as well. But we wish you both the absolute best of luck. That is going to do it for this week's episode. Be sure to follow along all across social media. Not only ourselves, but for Jackson Argos and also Wardlow as well. Also, if you haven't done so yet, follow Dave's alternative podcast, Ordinary Average Cleveland Guys. You can find them tagged on all of our posts as well if you have not done so yet. So head on over there and do so right now. We appreciate everyone for tuning in this far. Best of luck to everybody in the Super Indie Tournament this weekend and everyone competing all across the globe. We appreciate all of our followers as always, but we have to head out at this time. So everybody have a great night. See you next week. Boom. Boom.